Welcome to episode three of the THC podcast, also known as the Heart Chakra podcast, where I focus on the relationship element of life and everything that comes along with it. I'm the host, JTR, coming live from the Midwest of America, Columbus, Ohio, to be exact. Last episode, I talked a little bit about breaking up and um, the different forms it can come in in a relationship element in life, whether it be romantic relationships, platonic friendships, work, your place of employment, family, things of that nature. And, you know, it doesn't always have to be bad breakups. A lot of times breakups can lead you to the next stage and chapter in your life. However, there are times where it can be a little heartbreaking and sad. You experience all of those emotions and feelings, but there's still going to be a lesson to come from. And it's really about how we handle it, um, which is the most important thing. And I think that's a good segue into uh, this episode's t- topic, which would be which would be omens and our relationship with the creator. Regardless of what you identify with it as, whether it be a person or not a person, but a gender, he or her or it um, or by God and Christianity or Allah and Islam, whatever the, your religious or spiritual belief um, I think we all can agree that a lot of times we look to certain signs or omens from the creator as if it is trying to create it, uh, communicate with us. Sometimes it can be through astrology. Sometimes it can be through numerology or just any type of thing um, in terms of is this supposed to be a sign about this particular person I'm in a relationship with or is this a sign about um me and some actions and behaviors I may need to change. And, you know, omens can take place in a lot of, in the form and shape of a lot of different ways. Um, And the reason why I kind of started thinking about that, because I started reading this book called The Alchemist, which was, I've heard about it for a very long time. And uh, my sweetie, who I'm currently uh, getting to know more about, and we're kind of feeling each other. And uh, she sent me this book as a gift. So, you know, shout out to her. And we discussed it. And while I was reading it today, uh, well, not today, I've been reading it last maybe two days now and maybe three at the most. And one of the topics that continues to come up in the book is learning to recognize omens, number one, and following them. And uh, I just think it's a really profound thing in terms of our relationship with the infinite and nature and the creator and spirituality and things like that. And the decisions that we make in life. And a lot of times we when we don't recognize them, how our paths change, or when we recognize them and don't follow them, how that impacts our lives as well. So another one of the things it talks about in uh, The Alchemist with respect to omens is about butterflies and how they're omens of good fortune and how you should follow that in whatever way, shape or form you decide to follow it in. So today, while I was reading the book, a butterfly, like in a yellowish green color, flew right by my face. And, you know, butterflies, they don't sit around too long unless they on a flower or a branch or a tree or something. So I observed the beauty and watched it until it faded away. So I said, wow. A few minutes later, I went up to my computer and I started uh, looking up the Cadillac Lyric, which is that new um, electric vehicle coming out by Cadillac, I think, next year. The reason why I thought about that was uh, OG had pulled up 
uh, in my neighbor's driveway in an old school lack looking real clean. I'm like, oh man, let me look at that lack again. So while I was watching this informational video on the Cadillac Lyric, a butterfly appeared in the video. I said, whoa, okay, like what's the omen here I should be looking for? Another omen that I felt like was very mysterious was I feel like I've I've been seeing Nardo gray colored cars recently, and Nardo gray is a very specific type of like gray in the gray family, and I got hit to that from a friend of mine as well. Um, shout out to her, love her to death, and I had all feel like I was ever really aware of Nardo gray before she had introduced me to it. So a couple of days ago, while I was at the grocery store. I saw a Nardo Gray car drive by and I was like, well, I got a video footage and sent it to her. I'm like, yo, Nardo Gray, this your color. Then today, that's to, while I was reading The Alchemist, a Nardo, Gray, a Nardo Gray Kia drove by my house. I was like, wow, another omen. So, you know, um, and I think the importance of like recognizing omens when you when you feel like you might be encountered with one and then following them is another principle that the alchemist talks about too is the law of favorability and essentially what it means is when you want something all the universe conspires in helping you achieve it so depending on your relationship again with the universe with nature with the creator however you identify with it as when you truly believe in yourself and your purpose in life or what they call in the book your your personal legend the universe will help you achieve what it is that you're striving for. And the way it will help it is in the form of omens. And when you recognize them and follow them, it can lead you to some very mysterious places that you thought you could never, you know, encounter and be at. So those are just some things that I wanted to kind of shed some light on. And um, it'll be interesting to see how some of these omens that I'm starting to recognize more of um, begin to lead me to certain decisions in life that I may be questioning and um, provide more clarity to it. Peace. Welcome to the THC podcast, better known as the Heart Chakra podcast, where I discuss matters of the heart and the relationship element of life. Love, sex, relationships. I am the host, JTR, um, coming live from the Midwest of America, Columbus, Ohio, to be exact. And on the last episode, I discussed what matters, you know, what matters in terms of the information that you reveal to your partner, um, whether it be someone you're in a relationship with or just a romantic in, uh, a romantic interest, someone that you're in the dating stages of before you determine you want to be in an actual romantic relationship with them or even what you reveal to your friends and your family members. And I think uh, this kind of is a good segue into tonight's topic, which is infidelity. And, you know, with respect to, you know, what matters in terms of sharing, I mean, that's information that you should definitely share with someone that you're in a romantic relationship with. And, um, you know, on both sides of the spectrum, whether you've cheated and you're extremely regretful about it, or you haven't cheated yet, but you're having these thoughts and these temptations and these desires. And ultimately, it's better just to communicate it and have those difficult conversations on the front end than trying to do damage control on the back end. 
And, um, you know, regardless of where you are in life, teens, 20s, 30s or older, uh, whether you're no matter your cultural or religious background, your economic status, it is not easy on your journey to being um, a one woman man or just to being a, a partner in whatever type of relationship format that you're in. And as a disclaimer, I'm speaking strictly from the heterosexual cisgender male perspective because um, that's my reality. I'm, I'm aware there's other realities out there and, you know, no disrespect and uh, the utmost respect to them. But that's not the perspective that I'm coming from. But, uh, yeah, to that point I was ma mentioning is just that it's, it's just not easy. If you're a virgin, the temptation of the unknown is constantly lurking. So what do you do if a side piece is ready and willing to offer you sex when your partner isn't? Or even if when your partner is, like you could have something in addition to what you currently have versus something that you're not getting, but you could also have on the side. And even if you're an experienced lover or someone that's been in relationships, how do you say no to all this bait that's out here that's ready and willing to have casual sex with no strings attached because there may not be enough men that meet or high value men, which is a term that is being thrown around right now um, that are here to go around for, you know, either high value women or just women who want a high value men to choose from, whether that be, you know, um, no children, decent job with benefits, no criminal background, well-educated, can hold a good conversation. Now, I'm just speaking real, you know, generally here, you know, what a person determines as high value is subjective, but I'm just kind of throwing out some different things out there. You know, it's not to say that you can't be high value and you don't have some of those things, but from a very surface level, those are just some of those things from my experience that some women really value in terms of like an ideal partner. So when as a man you meet that meet that criteria and you have all these options, how do you number one choose one? And then once you find one, how do you remain loyal and faithful and committed to that person? And you know, just like everything else in in life that's worth having, relationships take a lot of discipline and sacrifice and faith to be successful healthy and fulfilling. And there are many violations that can destroy a relationship. But pretty much the main focus on this particular topic is cheating by way of sexual infidelity. And what I mean by that is when two people decide, hey, I like you, you like me, let's be in an exclusive monogamous relationship. And in the beginning, it starts off great. You got all this new relationship energy. There's no one else you're talking to. It's it's the only person you can think about. And then as time passes, you know, things may get stale and you start meeting other people and you get tempted and you can creep and do things on the side or things are great. But at the same time, you're attracting new energy and it's kind of intriguing because, hey, I like what I have here, but I can add this to the side. So why not? But the thing to think about is like, you know, it takes a lot of time to build trust. And if you cheat, everything you worked so hard to establish with your significant other will be ruined. And oftentimes it's beyond repair, resulting in shame and embarrassment for all parties involved. 
Um, you know, that door swings both ways. Um, the longer you date, the more you meet family and friends, and they kind of become a part of your relationship just as, you know, um, as a bystander. And it's very rare when things stay in between the, the two people. That's the, the thing about it. You know, people are going to tell their friends and family what's going on. Of course, you want to tell all the good things and you want to minimize the bad. But when it gets bad, oh, man, they're going to talk about that because sometimes people need advice. Should I stay? Should I go? Should I give him a second chance? Things of that nature. And this is not to say that women don't cheat or anything like that. But again, this is from my perspective, from my experience as a cisgender heterosexual male. So, you know, um, if you truly care to all my brothers out there uh, or love the woman that you're in a relationship with or even if you aren't in an official relationship, but you know you care about them or whatever the case may be, there's more options out there um, in terms of what you can do before you cheat. And I know it is easier said than done, but a lot of times it's better to do it um, than not do it. And I'm not talking about cheating. I'm talking about have that difficult conversation. Um, Explore some options. You never know. Sometimes when you're very honest, you might be surprised about what may come along with that. So um, I kind of saved some of those suggestions from my experience um, for another episode. But I just wanted to speak a little bit about infidelity it seems like that's a topic that's being more um discussed more openly which is a good thing because now people can recognize all of the um you know the anxiety the the heartbreak the depression that kind of comes along with that and when you kind of acknowledge it you say okay this is not what i want to do so in order for us to remove this element from our relationship or for before it even happens how can we handle that? You know, I think that's a question that a lot of us don't ask when we're in those dating stages or in the very beginning of a relationship. Hey, if I ever feel like I want to have sex with someone else, should, do we have to break up or can we come to an agreement on something? Can we do it together? You know, having those difficult conversations, but at least you're kind of being proactive about, about it as opposed to reactive. And that way you give your partner um, all of the information that they need to make their own decision as opposed to trying to make the decision for them. So that's what it is with respect to infidelity. And we'll kind of go a little bit deeper on that on the next episode. Peace.